This is the Revival Podcast. Thank you for joining me this day. I'm going to probably be really controversial today, and this is not to condemn anybody. Um, you know how they, <clears throat> excuse me, always say, store up your treasures in heaven. Um, so obviously there's different levels of heaven, but I believe once we get there, no matter what level that we have, it's going to be amazing. It won't really matter because there won't be any jealousy or or anything. You know, I've come to the conclusion for myself, if I make it to heaven, my treasure is Jesus and being able to, you know, to see his face. You know, the man who did it, you know, gave it all. And to hear him say, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to hear that so incredibly bad, you know, but... I get very discouraged at times because sometimes life can be a struggle and I choose to do the wrong things. But anyways, um, being controversial today, getting back to that, um, I just, why I'm Catholic. And I, I'm not here to convert anybody. You know, I'm just telling you why I'm where I'm at. Again, when I was talking about different levels of heaven, maybe... Different people have, in their relationship with Jesus, have deeper um, understandings of his passion, of what he did, and all that. And maybe that's some. I'm not a theologian. I don't know. I don't understand the different um, treasures in heaven. It's like I said, I feel like we're living for Jesus. And if we can make it to heaven, then the prize is Jesus. We won because we have Jesus, and that should be our greatest prize. But, you know, I've heard testimonies about people who saw different things, like the streets are gold, and it's like, I don't care if the streets are gold. I just want to be with Jesus forever and love and and learning about him all the time. Um, but that that's just me. Um, but anyways... Um, reason why I wanted to do this podcast and be controversial is because there are people who, who say Bible alone, script solo, scriptural. And the thing that I don't understand, um, I don't read a whole lot. And a lot of the information that I get out of a Bible is I listen to Bible in a year. And that in itself is is a miracle because I'm very stubborn. I hate reading. I have a hard time with it, and it just seems like everything just bleeds together, and I don't understand anything because it just gets overwhelming to me. But anyways, God, I feel loved me so much that he gave me another way to, to learn his word. But anyways, um, I just want to challenge people that are uh, solo scriptural and by challenging you I don't want to say who's right or wrong I just hopefully you'll pray upon what I'm saying and look into it to yourself and make that deeper connection with Jesus 
that's what I feel. That's what I would like this podcast to be about. If if anybody gets anything, it's I hope that they will will strengthen their relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter about what I have to say. It matters about how you, you know your relationship with Jesus. That's the important thing. You know, if God uses me to reach somebody, that would be awesome. But I don't want it to be about me reaching someone. I want it to be about Jesus touching somebody's heart. You know, so anyways, um, again, for the people that um, believe is the Bible is their only authority or whatever, um, like in the Bible, you know how they have when Jesus talks, it's in red. And a lot of people, okay, um, will say like, you know, John 3.16. I love John 3.16 just as well as anybody else, but I believe that's the only beginning to the, the, the start of faith because... Honestly, demons believe in Jesus. They don't worship him. They don't want anything to do with him, but they they know who Jesus is. They believe he is the son of God, you know, and they try to lead us away from that. But um, that's why I say, from my opinion, I just think John 3.16 is the first um, beginning of that, you know, the beginning of your faith walk. I believe once you understand that, that Jesus is your Savior, then you start living for him. And then once you start living for him, good works will come out of your life. That's why I get so frustrated when I hear the argument about um, do you get into heaven from your works or your faith? You get into heaven because a combination of both of them. Because once you love Jesus and you want to do what's pleasing to him, Good works are going to come out of your life. Not because you have to do them. Not because you believe your faith is enough, but because of you're trying to follow Jesus. So faith and works go hand in hand. It's not either or. It's both integrated together. Because when you, again, when you love Jesus or whoever, you're going to, out of your love for them, you're going to want to please them. And when you please Jesus, you're going to do good works. But anyways, I highly suggest the people who think, you know, talk about Bible alone. John chapter 6 is why I believe that I personally have to be Catholic. I mean, the Catholic Church is the only church right now at this time, well... I, I take that back, maybe Orthodox. But I'm talking about, if you're talking about, um, well, I'm starting to bumble on stuff, and I just, hopefully I won't mislead anybody, but from what I know, you know, the Catholic Church, you can trace it all the way back to Jesus. And I'm not the strongest Catholic, and a lot of times I get kind of, it's, I don't feel like it's fun, you know, and, but 
church isn't supposed to be about fun and for you. It's supposed to be you going to church to say, God, I'm here for you. Thank you for giving your son, right? It, church is supposed to be where we go to worship Jesus. We have um, seven days a week, or no, sorry, six other days during the week that we can praise God however we want to. But that seventh day should be how he wants us to worship him. You know, some people will go to Mass every day, and that's what I'm talking about is like I feel like different people have different levels of their relationship with God. I don't understand all of them. And, I, and you know, like, again, I'll just, I, I just, I'll be so happy just getting there, just being able to praise Jesus when I pass. But I, I, I keep jumping around and I apologize. But in John chapter 6, it talks about the feeding of the 5,000. And if you read in John chapter 6, um, you know, I, I'm obviously reading out of a Catholic Bible, but I've read out of uh, the King James Version before a little bit, as much as I could, because it, it's hard for me to read sometimes. But, you know, when Jesus speaks, and I, I don't, sorry, I, I don't mean to keep repeating myself. I, I don't remember if I said this or not, but it shows his text in, um, in, uh, in red. You know, so you know that this was Jesus. And I don't mean to cherry pick, because everybody can cherry pick a, a a verse here and there to, to make it fit what they mean. I'm just cherry picking, you know, um, because I don't read very well, but I just want to point it out in, in the Bible. I think to get full context of why I feel that um, the Eucharist is why I'm still Catholic. You have to read the whole text of chapter 6 to, to get that. You can't just cherry pick here and there, you know, because there's a lot in between. But the, again, I don't read very well, so if I tried to read the whole chapter for you guys, it would just be, uh, it would be just not good because, again, I don't, I don't read the best. But anyways, um... Let me say, okay, 50, 51, verse 51 in John chapter 6. Jesus calls himself the living bread. And he was comparing himself to, in the Old Testament, when God um, fed, fed the people in the wilderness, it was manna. God gave them bread, his, his holy bread from heaven. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life, okay? Now, why would he call himself the bread of life? You know, what is he talking about? Why would he just randomly say, I'm the bread of life? Um, and he, he says, and continuing on, it says, which came down from heaven, if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And, and... The bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Now, why would Jesus say um, you have to, you know, his, his bread is, is his flesh? 
I mean, again, that's kind of, we're not cannibals, right? But why would Jesus call himself the bread of life? Why would he say that you have to to eat his flesh? And it goes on into um, verse 52. It says, the Jews and the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life within you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my body, I'm sorry, my blood is drink indeed. He who eats the flesh and drinks the blood uh, abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I have lived of the Father, so he who eats, eats me will live because of me. This, this is the bread which... Oh, shoot, sorry, I lost my page. The bread which come down from heaven, not such at the father, fathers ate and died. He who, he who eats this bread will have life forever. You know, and so why would he say all this stuff? You know, chapter 6 goes on, you know, it, it and it's... The my the why that I believe that I should be Catholic. It talks about receiving Jesus' body and blood. Well, this chapter six doesn't make any sense until you get to the final. You get to where Jesus has the final supper. So when he goes to his disciples and he has this, he says, "This is my this is my body and this is my blood and this is what." When you go back to John chapter 6, this is exactly what he was referring to. He's, he was showing us that when you do this, um, when you, you know, like, when you do this ceremony, or you do the, I don't, I'm botching this, and I, and I apologize, but when the priest does that, when he offers up that, that host, you know, the that's when Jesus comes in, you know, and when Jesus gives the Last Supper, he's saying, okay, a lot of people will say, well, he says do this in, in remembrance of me. That That's true. But the thing is, is he says do this in remembrance of me, not because of it, it's a symbol, but every time that you partake of this, I am present. And he, and he said, do this in remembrance of me, because he is showing the disciples, this is the new sacrifice. This is how I want you to sacrifice. And that's where animal sacrifices pretty much stopped. Now we offer up Jesus every day. You know, Catholics will offer an Orthodox. I know there's, you know... Again, I don't know much about the Orthodox Church or whatnot. 
and I apologize. Um, but as Catholics, they offer up Mass every day. You know, every day they sacrifice Jesus, and people will say, well, isn't that re-crucifying Christ? And to redo something, it has to stop. But what Jesus did was in, e in eternity. When he gave his body and blood, when he, as he did this, I, I, it's hard to explain, but it went from the beginning of time to the end of time. Because what he did was in eternity. And a lot of times we can only understand the concept of time. So that's why it's kind of hard to explain. But you can't redo something that goes on forever. You, you just can't. But again, to understand when, when Jesus is, is giving that final supper and showing, you know, the um, apostles how to transform that host into his body and blood. All of it has to do with chapter 6. I don't know why that John is the only one who explained it, you know. But like each um, gospel has a different, you know, a different aspect of who Jesus is. And, and and his life and like the people that surround him, you know, so that but they all work together as unison as so they give you one picture, you know. So like I like I said, when you say scripture alone, well it says Jesus says in red. And again I read this in in um King James Version. I'm reading it out of a Catholic version right now, but you know, around the end of the feeding of the 5,000, and I think I forgot to mention this, when Jesus was saying, was telling, you know, his apostles or his followers at the time, you must eat my body and drink my blood, a lot of them walked away from him and they said, this is too hard to understand. And um, at that time, you know, this is a question for you. Why, if, if Jesus was talking in parables and he didn't mean that you really had to eat his body and blood, why did he let those people walk away? You know, he could have said, hey, come back. That's not what I meant. No, he said what he meant and he didn't take it back because after they walked away, he, he turned to his disciples the, the 12, I, I believe it said. And he said to them, are you going to leave me too? And then they asked, Lord, well, where would we go? You know, why would he ask his disciples if they were going to leave? If he didn't mean you had to eat his body and blood. And I, again, it's just like this chapter six foreshadows the, the meaning of when Jesus had that final supper, it explains why. And a lot of people will say, well, why can only priests do it? Well, in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, and they had animal sacrifices and stuff, it had to be a priest to, who did the sacrificing. You couldn't go into the Holy of Holies or, or you'd be dead. 
You had to have that representation of God on earth, which were priests, you know, and then they would have to do the sacrifices. And it's the same thing now. God ordained priests to um, give Eucharist out in the Holy Mass. They or you know, and you call it the transfiguration. I know I botched that word. And sometimes, you know, you just have to have faith in it. You can't always, you can't always prove it. Only, I like to say this, only God can prove himself to people. You know, so like, I'm just saying why I believe that Jesus, that Eucharist is Jesus. Could I, 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 I kind of get down on myself sometimes because I don't give that the, the reverence that I should. I could do better, you know, but I do believe with all my heart that Jesus, that is Jesus that I'm receiving. And when you read chapter six, um, some of people just, they don't believe that, again, they believe if you're having the sacrifice of the mass, they're like, you're re-crucifying Christ. But no, that's what it says to do in the Bible. So if you believe in Bible alone, Jesus says, you have to eat my body and drink my blood. You know, he says that you have to. Again, um, there are people in, in uh, the Protestant church who, who live a much better life than I could ever imagine, that I could even accomplish. I'm not saying because you don't do do uh you don't go to mass that you're not going to heaven not saying it at all god only god can prove himself to you i can only live a life that hopefully will inspire people to look into christ you know i can't i can't make anybody believe in god i can't make anybody believe in jesus i can only inspire as Christians, we can only inspire people by how we live. We can we can quote scriptures. We can yell to the mountains. You cannot force somebody to believe in God. It's God himself who will reveal who he is. He, he might use you for that. But that's why, like, I, I feel like, you know, um, that when I'm doing this, when I'm making these podcasts, I'm just hoping that I can inspire people. I know I can't change anybody because it has nothing to do with me. It's all God. You know, as Christians, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that. But we, we are made to praise God. And in doing so, um, if we can live true to that, God shines through us, and that's what inspires people to search for him. You know, but it works both ways. If we don't live the life that we're supposed to live, then we start looking like hypocrites, you know. But, again, I, I just, in reading this, you know, I just pray that people will read chapter 6, and dig into it themselves. I think it's important to read John chapter 6, the whole thing. 
you know, I, I just read parts, you know, cherry picked per se, because I, I can't read that well, and I don't want to bore you guys. So I encourage you to read the whole chapter, not just what you like to hear, but read what's on, what's in the text, the whole chapter. And that whole chapter explains the Last Supper and why that when Jesus did that, he was showing us how to transform that bread into him so that we can have eternal life. Because God knows that we're not cannibals. He, he purposely made the Eucharist in a form which people could receive so they wouldn't be grossed out. You know, that well, that's my feeling, because if if, you know, I think as Christians, it would be a lot harder to sit there and, and eat someone's flesh and blood, you know, straight up. That just to me, that kind of grosses me out. But receiving Jesus through that host, it's a lot easier to accept. You know, it's not as gross, but Jesus said he's the bread of life. Why would he say that if, you know, he didn't say, read my word and, and, and you know, that's it. He says, you got to eat my, in his word, it says, you have to eat his body and blood. And again, I feel that God has so much mercy. He just has a ton of mercy that we can't understand. So I'm not going to sit here and say, that you have to believe what I believe. I just, again, I encourage people to read it and pray upon it and dig in it, into it and, and ask Jesus, Jesus, please show me what you want me to get out of it. Please change my heart and mind. Please draw me closer to you because Jesus is the truth. And if you ask him, he will tell you. But if you don't ask him, then you'll just never know. But uh, it, it's biblical the Eucharist is biblical. That's all there is to it. Whether you believe in it or not, it's up to you. It's for you to, to, to dig into, to find out for yourself, to pray upon, but it is biblical. Alrighty, let's just pray together as a family. Um, I, I highly believe that we need each other, whether we're Protestant or Catholic. Anybody who believes in Jesus, we, we, we need each other. Again, my best friend is, is not a Catholic, but God knew who I, what I needed and when I needed it. And having friendship with him has, has made my prayer life stronger. It's made me stronger. And I don't know why he decided to do that way, but only God knows why. Anyways... Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for letting us be able to get together today. And I just strongly ask and pray, Father God, that, that you would inspire people to, to read about you, to, to dig in and, and learn about you as much as they can, Lord, so that you can open their hearts and minds to what you want them to know, Lord. 
I just pray that you love on people and in these controversial subjects that we discuss or talk about, Lord, that that it glorifies your name, Lord, that it strengthens what we believe in you, Jesus. We pray that it will make us curious to to know you more, Jesus, and maybe something that was said that was offensive, but it wasn't meant to be offensive, Lord. I just pray that, Lord, that it would um, intrigue people again to, to look deeper into who you are, Jesus. We just thank you and, and praise you, Jesus, for loving us. And please help us just to come together as one in in the body of Christ, because that's how it's going to be in heaven, Lord. There isn't going to be any more labels in heaven. We're all just going to be one body in Christ here or in heaven, Lord. But please help us to strive to make one body in Christ here in the United States, Lord, and oh, all over the world. Because, Jesus, you came for all to unify, not divide, but you came to draw us all in, under you who believe in you, Jesus. We thank you and praise you. We just ask that we would become a little bit more like you every day. Thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Alrighty, y'all. Um, thank you again for listening, and I hopefully inspired, hopefully that inspired you to deepen your faith with Jesus. You know, and um, we need each other. You know, we might not all agree on, on the Bible or whatever, but we do agree that Jesus came to save us, to pull us out of our sin. And he has such great mercy. He works with us where we're at. And again, I just appreciate you listening and I hopefully it blessed you. All right. God bless you guys. Talk to you next time. This is the Revival Podcast.